are now listening to The Awakened Soul. Special episode. I promised I was going to get into a Ready Player One review, which we are going to get into here in a short second. Um, but you know, I like to talk to you guys. I like to intro the pod before we actually get into it. I just want uh, we're gonna. I, w- I want to explain what this what this is going to be. It's going to be shorter, much shorter than a lot of my episodes. Um, it's just it's not even full reviews, really. It's reactions to both Ready Player One. And the last OG. Now, now that I say it's going to be a short episode, watch it be a full length one. But before we get into um, <laughs> into the the reactions to the to the movie and the and the TV show, I want to read an email. And I was supposed to read this on episode forty one. Um, I apologize to Ashlyn that I didn't that I didn't get to it. But shout out to Ashlyn Mc, McKay McKee. I'm sorry if I'm, I should have emailed you back. Well, I did email you back, but I should have asked to make sure I didn't completely murder your last name. But shout out to Ashlyn, who writes in this email, and that is, Hi, Hayes. First of all, I want to say that I really enjoy your show. The topics and content are on point. Thank you for that. I work very hard and I try to bring on great guests who, who keep it relevant. So I thank you and I appreciate uh, you noticing that. Uh, I found The Awakened Soul by way of the extra regular podcast with Kyla and Justice Brooks, which is a dope podcast, by the way. Check out Extra Regular. They're still fairly new. Um, can't remember what episode they're up to now, but uh, they they're really, really improving at a at a very quick rate. They're going to be they're going to be really, really good. They're already gr- good, but they're going to be great at some point. But uh, to get back into the email, I remember them saying that they were on your show. And and on your show once, you mentioned your Black Panther review, so I decided to listen. Your last episode, The Kickback, was a lot of fun and left me wanting more. There was a ton of music incorporated into the episode, and I was left wondering more about your music taste. Do you have any songs that remind you of a person, a place, or a moment, or a song that lifts your spirits? I sent my questions to the ladies of Extra Regular so they can ask you, and they told me that they would ask you, but to also contact you directly. So here I am. Keep up the good work, Ashlyn. First of all, I want to say thank you. It's emails like this um, that I love to get. It's it, emails in general. I love interacting um, with the people who listen to this podcast. Like, And you hear a lot of people, they'll say fans of the pod. I don't have fans. A, I'm not at the level where I deserve any type of fandom at all, um, but... I have listeners and most of my listeners, I like to think I develop actual relate. Like I love, I just love talking to people who, who hear what I do and, and, and just want to continue the conversation. I've always said that part of this podcast, if it doesn't do anything else is to provoke conversation and thought. So when I know it, it does, and, and I know it makes people think about things, it's just, it, it, it ministers to me. So I want to thank you for that. Um, as far as a song that makes me think of a person, place, or thing, um, I'm not sure. I know you're a fairly new listener, so I'm not sure how far you've gone back. But I believe it was episode two or three, my oldest son appeared on the episode. And uh, before we went into that segment, I played um, 
like father like son game and Buster Rhymes and that song just reminds me of my sons like it's it every time I hear it like if if me and my son uh are together my oldest son he'll he'll rap the first verse I'll I'll do the second um that's just and we both do the chorus like that's just that's our song um but outside of that um like and this is this is one of my my favorite songs of all time but cruising by Smokey Robinson is just it it will if I'm ever in a bad mood ever in a bad move if i play that it automatically is going to fix whatever's going on with me like it's it, it just is that's one I, why it's one of my favorite songs outside of that i'll say that um a song that not many people know is jeremy passion lemonade um it's it's a dope just love song and i think that um it's just she's my sunshine in the rain my Tylenol when I'm in pain, yeah Let me tell you what she means to me Like a tall glass of lemonade When it's burning hot on summer days She's exactly what I need She's soothing like Ocean rushing on the sand She takes care of me, baby And she helps me be a better man She's so beautiful Sometimes I stop to close my eyes She's exactly what I need She's my smile when I'm feeling blue She's my good night's sleep when the day is through, yeah Let me tell you what she means to me She's kinda like this Kinda like the feeling after your first kiss Except that every day she makes me feel like this She's exactly what I need Oh yeah She's soothing like the ocean rushing on the sand She takes care of me, baby She helps me be a better man She's so beautiful Sometimes I stop to close my eyes She's exactly what I need Yeah, it's just a dope song Like, it, go listen to it Not many people her, her, uh, for, matter of fact, anyone that I know who, uh, who's heard that song, um, only knows it because of me. <laughs> so, uh, I don't even remember how I first came across that song. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I just, yeah, I don't know. Um, another one would be Sweetest Thing, Lauren Hill. Uh, that song just reminds me of, of, whew, yeah, the greatest love of my life. Um, so yeah, it's just, it, it, it's, it's like, it's so much like if I go through all the songs that really make me, uh, think and, and remember stuff, um, I'm trying to think, let me, there's another one. Let me, let me think of something personal to me. If I go back to Nas one mic, um, that just reminds me of like high school, um, 
Like I, I, I think that song came out like my freshman year. It, it's I don't know. That was that was I bumped that song for like for like two years. Um, so yeah, it's just a lot. If I was gonna go through all the songs that that really ministered to me, it it's it'd be that could be its own whole podcast. That may even be an idea. Like you may just give me an idea for another mini episode because, yeah, it's 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 just crazy. Like songs is just. And I've said this, like, I truly believe, and I'm actually working on an article on this, um, is that I believe that music is the greatest medium of all time, period. Um, I think that it's better than film. I think it's better than TV. I think it's better than art. And I mean, music is is an art form, but I think music is the best because, like, you're transported into memories and, and like you said in your email it makes you think of specific people times it could change your mood like it's just and it's and it it doesn't take much um yeah i, I would say too and another one is um al green how do you mend a broken heart <sighs> yeah that that's that's one of those songs that it just it reminds me and, it, and it's funny because the, the song of course is is of a broken heart but it just reminds me of like my mother um, because she loved Al Green, she played Al Green like crazy, and that's how I really, um, really got attached to to Al Green. So yeah, I, I can go on and on if you can't tell. Like it just sitting here reminiscing and thinking about uh, specific songs and eras, and it's yeah, it just it just means a lot. Um, I will say this too: um, uh, poetic justice, poetic justice. Uh, Kendrick Lamar is, is has risen to. Him my list of one of my favorite rap songs of all time. But that reminds me, bitch don't kill my vibe. Listen here. I said before how songs are just that instantly change my mood. Like if that song comes on, I'm not talking. I may not even open my eyes if I if I don't have to have them open if I'm not driving or something. And you may hear that and think that's absolutely batshit crazy, but it's it that song like at that time of my life, it it yeah. It, it was everything to me. So, um, yeah, that was it. I, I want to thank you, Ashlyn, for that. I know I kind of rambled on, but thank you for the question. Um, send in any more, anything, at any time. That's to anyone. And I know I'll plug it at the end of the show, but I'm going to go ahead and plug it now. That is theawakensoulpod at gmail.com. Uh, thank you. We're going to take a brief break. And then on the other side of that, we're going to get into the Ready Player One. Not really a review, more a reaction, but we're going to get into it. This is the Oasis. It's a place where the limits of reality are your own imagination. People come to the Oasis for all the things they can do, but they stay because of all the things they can be. I'm here talking to all of you now because our future's being threatened. I just came here to escape. But I found something much bigger than myself. I found my friends. I found love. And now, people have lost their lives. No, 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 no. This is war. We're in control of the future. Find him. Welcome to the rebellion, Wade. All right, we're back. Um, so that should have been, if I did my job correctly, <laughs> uh, a few snippets from the the Ready Player One movie. Um, but I want to get, and I'm going to hop right into this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to break it all down. I'm not going to talk about all the beats of the movie. I'm not, like I said, it's not really a review. It's more of a reaction. Um, this movie, 
from Steven Spielberg is basically a nostalgia and Easter egg feast. Like it, a Chucky appears in this movie. Freddy Krueger appears in this movie. The Iron Giant, um, a DeLorean, uh, which is the the car from Back to the Future. Like literally, it, it's it's so many. Just like I said, it's it's a bunch of nostalgia from the eighties and um it's it's crazy like um i i i enjoyed seeing that because i started looking for him um i did at some point you'll start looking for that kind of stuff more um than paying attention to the actual movie to, to just be to just admit it um but it it's it was just a great great movie like i just i i well let me not say great movie because that's gonna that that's not what i mean it was it was a great bit of nostalgia it um the gremlins appeared in this movie um in in graffiti like schindler's Schindler's list i'm just looking at my notes here like it's just just lines from other movies appeared in here i believe there was a a bike from tron at some point in this movie a gundam appeared in the movie it just yeah from that standpoint it was a visual juggernaut um but the money i mean the um the 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 meaning in this movie, it, I like it in the sense that um, because the the main character, what they do is that they plug into this virtual wor- world called the Oasis, and um, some people plug into it to go to school, um, and basically most of their life is spent in this thing. And I like to think that that's really um, telling of kind of how our generation's going. And back when the I don't have the exact year the the book was written um, that this movie was based off of, but VR was such a a far off thing back then when this book was written. Like nowadays, if you look at it, like um, on, for example, PlayStation VR has something similar to the Oasis where you can kind of just hang out and move from room to room. And there are people, other people are in their VR just doing whatever. Um, so that's a little, it's a little freaky because it's more of a possibility now, but I like to think even more so than just a, a direct um, correlation to, to VR video games. It's really talking about how we as a people or society are all plugged in all the time now, like in, in, in our devices, uh, Facebook, social media, YouTube, like it, it, it really, I think says a lot about that. And even some of the older generation who kind of just sits around and, and shout out to, to Johnny from oversaturated and me, and his conversation, he kind of pointed that out is that it's just so much just meaning behind the movie. And, it, it made me honestly sit back and think about like my kids now, like as far as them always being on video games, which I limit their time on which they can do. But it, it's it, it makes you wonder, like, OK, like how how real is this? How how much of a problem is, is this really is? And and, you know, a shout out to Billy Ray Valentine, who is the conspiracy theorist who uh, has a podcast called The Infinite Fringe. I think everyone should check out. But me and him have had a, had a conversation about um, like programming and predictive programming and how they kind of sometimes there are things that are in TV shows and movies. And I believe he has a whole episode most recently on hidden messages in, in, in movies. But it's just it's it's a it's when you think about it, it 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 really says a lot like even me now doing this podcast i'm sitting in front of of a computer with a microphone um doing this when what what else could i be doing with my time that actually affects the world i mean i like to think that my podcast uh because of the topics we talk does help people like that's the whole point of what i what i do wh- why i do what i do but am i missing out on possible human interactions face to face by recording this podcast i mean just just to think about it and, and this is this isn't 
as bad as, as some of it can be because, like I said, overall, I would like to think that I'm doing a lot of good with this podcast. But as far as, like, being on Facebook and, and everything else, like, are we – how into that are we? How much How much of our time is really spent being in some way, shape, or form on some type of virtual media? And that that's what I think the, the real – gold is in this movie is that it does have a a deeper theme that can be applied to a lot and um yeah so that's why i said that this is really more of a reaction than a review because it just this movie left me thinking about those things and and thinking about like hey how 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 far and the movie was set in columbus ohio which is where i live so i definitely popped for that one but uh yeah it it just it it it, like i said I, i don't want to keep drilling home the point but um to get back into the in, into kind of the movie uh, where the story, um, the story is pretty basic outside of the Oasis and outside of some of the things that happen in there. And like I said, with all the Easter eggs and, and stuff that pops in and nostalgia, when you really look at the story, the basic story is kind of like Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, um, where the owner of this Oasis passed away. But before he passed away, he hid and it's funny an easter egg uh that you have to find these keys and whoever gets that gets control of i think it was three trillion dollars or something like that and uh control of the oasis and of course over the course of the story we're gonna get into the spoiler warning i won't break it down exactly and tell you how it happened but um the main character he he does eventually get in he makes it to where the oasis is shut down i believe for two days which forces people to kind of interact in the real world and i like to think there's there's an important message there. So that's just my reaction, my thoughts coming out of seeing Ready Player One. Um, I think I said Rogue One at some point in this review. So I, if I did, I apologize. But yeah, Ready Player One. Um, so let me know what you think about it. Let me know if you guys want to want to get a more in-depth actual review on it. Because I'll see if uh, some, I could find someone, um, maybe awesome nobody, who hasn't been on the podcast since his initial uh, turn. But I know he's the movie guru. So um i'd like to to see what he thinks about it as well but yeah so we're gonna take another brief break when we come back i'm gonna be talking about the last og before we we end this show why are you not taking my calls i'm in the middle of a meeting okay damn that's your office nice (laughs) i got locked up for 15 years it's to be just like y'all. Check your own potential, man. Actually, sorry to interrupt. Let's go to brunch. Ah, what happened to Brooklyn? Brooklyn. All right, so we're back. Um, and I, I just, I knew I had to record this episode, and I stayed up to watch the debut of the last OG, and I had to throw in. Because I don't want to spend much time on it on uh, the actual full episode of The Awakened Soul that'll be dropping this Sunday. So I just wanted to get kind of some of my thoughts out here and also to start some more conversation and hopefully get some feedback to see what you guys thought about it. Um, and I will say, um, you know, the the ratings came in and I believe it pulled in 1.8 million viewers. Now we'll see how that goes in episode two. Because I just, this episode was complete trash to me. And Tracy Morgan, and, I, and, and you know, like I said, we talked about this on the breaks a little bit. But so I'm I'm watching this show and it's only 30 minutes long. And I swear the first 10 minutes, I'm just like, this show has to be over. Please tell me it's over. It wasn't. Uh, Tracy Morgan is is great as kind of a two, a number two. He's great as kind of a, when he can react off somebody else who's either funnier or more of a straight man. Like, then he's he's funny as hell. Um, but as the main character, I just don't know. 
and 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 Tiffany Haddish as well. Like I know there are a lot of Tiffany Haddish fans. Hell, I'm one. I I I have a lot of hope for her career if she picks the right roles. But Hollywood is going to push her for a while into being this number one, and that's just not who she is. She's reactionary funny. Like her reactions when other things set up or other things going around her and how she makes jokes off that a top of the class but as her as a main character that a show or movie is going to be built around she's going to be exposed really really quick i'm sitting here watching this show when he gets arrested i'm like yeah i'm I'm already already not feeling this now when he was in jail it was kind of funny when he was leaving in jail i'll give him that the cedric the entertainer was kind of funny too the dick liquor line cracked me the fuck up um, that's probably the, the, the one thing that I did laugh at, but like the whole concept of the show, the fact that, you know, he went in jail, he came back for his lady. She's married to a, a white man. Uh, the, the whole kissing scene of that was just too over the top ridiculous for me. Um, and then the whole thing at the end, like with the kids being his and like, why, why do they have to do this to us? And, and, I want to support black TV and black film, but I want to support the good ones. Because the thing is, and here's my problem, is that if we, and this is where we have to tiptoe the line. Because once we start supporting something just because it's black and and kind of throw the quality out of it, that's when Hollywood starts thinking, oh, well, we can just make stuff with black people in it. And we'll have, we'll know we'll make a certain amount of money because the black people are just going to show up for it, regardless of quality. We want to push that narrative forward we want to force them to want to make things that we actually want to see and things that are going to be quality things that are going to be good and i'm a nerd we had to deal with it with comic book movies for a while like before the marvel and, and everything started kind of kicking up what we expect of comic book movies they just they 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 comic book movies for a long time where we have this character use the character but you don't he doesn't have to be the same as in the comic books we're just going to use the look of the character we're going to throw the name the nerds will show it we'll know it'll at least make 200 million dollars we'll 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 make it for 50 million like that's what he it was for a long time it didn't start coming around like you of course we had our exceptions to that that were were better than that but just generally that's what they looked at it as and they they kept making it like that for a decade or so before people just got tired of it and they were like okay well we we have to do more of this we have to actually put some into it um so yeah it's just it definitely 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 needs to 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 be um pushed forward like it it it, it needs to be better like and it, it it can be like the show this was only the first episode a lot of the the pilots of first episodes aren't as good um sometimes shows don't find their foot into the third or fourth episode so i'm gonna i'm gonna watch it for a few more episodes i'm gonna give it a few more after that few more if it doesn't improve, it's the same shit I'm dropping it quick as fuck. And and we'll see. Like I said, we'll see what those ratings are um, next week. Right, week three, week four, that's when it really I think people will start either, either falling off, kind of like how I plan on doing if it doesn't get better. So we'll see how this improves. I hope, I will say right now, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that they find a way to pull a good show out of this. Maybe Tracy Morgan and Tiffany Haddish will completely prove me wrong, and this would be one of the best shows on TV, one of the funniest comedy, black comedy television shows that we've had in a while maybe i don't think so but maybe i want to thank you guys for joining me on this uh short episode this this special quick hit of the awakened soul i will be giving you guys the full episode this sunday i look forward uh to hearing from you guys you can follow me at ceo hayes you can also send me any questions comments feedback uh concerns at the awakened soul pod at gmail.com i will see you guys in just a few days Thank you.
This podcast is brought to you by ESET, the global leaders in cybersecurity. ESET business solutions range from endpoint and mobile security to encryption, two-factor authentication, and advanced threat detection. And they've just introduced their new endpoint security management platform called ESET Protect. The ESET Protect business security bundles take security to a whole new level. For small businesses and MSPs, I recommend ESET Protect Advanced to cover all your security bases. ESET Protect Advanced includes endpoint protection, cloud sandboxing for advanced threat detection, and prevention, full disk encryption, file server security, and cloud-based console. Right now, you can save 20% with this limited time offer. So you're not only getting best-in-class cloud-managed protection against advanced attacks, you're enjoying a significant discount. Not yet convinced? Don't worry. You can also get a free trial and an interactive demo at business.eset.com radio. Get 20% off ESET's new business cybersecurity bundle, ESET Protect Advanced, at business.eset.com radio.